It's the moment that we've all been waiting for. The start of the best year of motorsport racing, the 2023 Formula One season in Bahrain. It's lights out and away we go with episode 92 of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. Ian, we are officially back. No more, you know, pushing away, doing these off-season, or one off-season podcast. We are officially <laughs> back on the 2023 Formula One season. I could not be happier. I think this is just, it's what I've been needing. It's what we've been waiting for for so, so long. I mean, yeah, dude, this is like, uh, this is the best. Getting, you know, we got the weekend warm-up, we got the press conferences, we got free practices. All this stuff is just bubbling up to what I like. I I halfway through the off season, I was like, man, I'm glad we're like, you know, I'm glad we got a break. I've not been more ready for anything than I have the 23 season for F1 over the last like couple weeks. I mean, it early early to say this, but and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but. There seems like this is going to be a very surprising year. I mean, obviously, like with the new cars, um, the last, you know, seven, eight years, it's, it's been, you know, you can kind of guess where things are going to lay out. This seems like we're, we're switching it up even a lot more than the first year of these new cars in 2022. And I, I mean, it is just going to be get your popcorn ready. Let's see what happens. Let's see what unfolds. And we're already seeing that a lot in Bahrain. Yes, sir, dude. Free practice two is over now at the time of, uh, of us recording this. And Fernando Alonso, let's crown him champ right now, I think. Dude, the third one, he deserves it, you know? <laughs> Uh, well, like we said, obviously, we are going to do our Grand Preview of the Bahrain Grand Prix, starting with our going into our sectors this episode. We have our best and worst case scenario. So kind of going through each of the 10 teams saying what we, you know, what's the best case scenario we're going to see in 2023 and uh, un, like, you know, what what could we see and the worst case scenarios for some of these teams. We're going to then go to our Grand Preview that Ian will be hosting, then our we're going to throw in a little bit of a country fun facts for each of the races we have. So uh, I'll arrange some fun facts here uh, that I'm looking forward to. Then we go to our gambling paddock and then followed by our famous, our fun race predictions. So starting off with our best and worst case scenarios for each of the teams going into 2023. I guess it'd be you starting with 10 10 up right yeah, i can start happily okay. i'll start at the back of the grid baby williams let's talk williams if you're an eaton asphalt regular you know uh uh and, and every every pod listener um you know that it was kind of hard for us to get like a uh a good for last last episode um just kind of like the the best of their season so this I had to get a little bit creative of, um, but we'll, we'll just start with Williams' worst. Like, what's the worst-case scenario for Williams? I think this would be five out of the last six years uh, ending in P10. Um, you know, their private equity firm, Doralton Capital, ending up selling the team, so they kind of have to restart the process of getting funding, which kind of, like, is the start of actually doing something in Formula One. Um, their technical director, Yos Capito, left before this year, so, like, maybe more people leaving. Um, and then kind of the main one, I think, is, like, Alex Albon, if he stays in purgatory, 
uh, of like, is he a good driver? Is he not? You know, like he was, you know, like he, he showed promise, got up to Red Bull, kind of shit the bed there. And then like, you know, uh, and he's been okay with Williams. I'd say like, I think if he's not the driver, it's going to be a big blow to Williams. So that is, uh, that is my worst, my worst scenario for them is just P10 basically. Um, best scenario for them, Logan Sargent, Mr. USA coming in being the ideal prospect. They have him to build on contract is through the end of this year. They're going to wish they signed him earlier and for a longer term, um, P8, I feel like if Williams gets P8, they're going to have a fucking party because of how <laughs> Yeah, we are not bottom of the bunch. We are going to consider ourselves the very end of the middle class. Yeah, dude. No one parties. Even the, even, even the constructors and drivers champs don't party as hard as Williams if they get P8. Yeah, that would be massive. Yeah, and I can see that being like a, a fair best case scenario there. I agree with that. Um, moving on to Alpha Tauri. My worst is going to be pretty similar. Um, I could see them coming in dead last as well. I, I would say, if I had an early guess, they're they're in the ninth. If I had a guess, where they're going to end up ninth place, right there, right in front of Williams, kind of where they were last year. Uh, but in moving, I mean, but adding on to that, we find out that Yuki cannot be like their number one driver. They've been just showing flashes of him Shocker. year in and year out, and it's just you know he's a head case. He just doesn't have the the drive to survive uh, for the sport and they have to just move on from him, start fresh there. And then Nick DeVries, like he's on obviously a prove it year this year. I mean, I guess not really. He's a rookie, you know, take some bumps and bruises along the way, but does not show out like we saw in his one race last year. And it's more on like 2024. Like, is he a guy that, you know, we should look forward to. And that just shows, you know, you get real Yuki DeVries might not be the guy you're really scrambling for drivers and like a forward looking future. And then on top of that, you know, obviously they've had rumors of Red Bull wanting to sell off Atari and they just say, Hey, you guys are not proving it. We want you guys. We're out with you guys. We're, we're putting you guys up for sale. So I think that that is a very, uh, possible worst case scenario for AlphaTauri. all those things happening. My best case, I'm going to stretch. I'm going to say, they finish in the top six. Okay. I had initially, yeah, okay. top six, which I don't, I mean, I don't see that happening. I don't <laughs> see how their last couple of years have, have shown and also preseason testing. I mean, they were in FP2. I think they were uh, 18th and 19th um, for both the drivers. So definitely a best case. And like you said, with, you know, if Williams coming in eighth, if they can come P6, I think this is huge for them. And knowing that, Yuki is someone that they can rely on, showing that DeVries had a couple outings of good points as well, something that they could have like a good one-two driver in the future, re-sign Yuki, re-sign um, DeVries for a long-term contract as well. So, I mean, I think that would be their best case. Uh, we will see how that goes out, though. Yeah, I think from a personal standpoint, I think it would be a travesty if Yuki Sonoda gets kicked off the grid at the end of the season. I could, yeah, yeah. He's not like a, a dick to other people. He's just like... It's almost like a, a little brother, like little angry little brother tantrums, which it just cracks me up every time. And moving on to our uh, our next constructor, kind of best and worst case scenario for Haas Formula One team. Should I say Haas MoneyGram Formula One team? Um, all right, we'll start with the worst again. My worst for Haas coming up this season is the uh, the Magnussen and Hulkenberg, the suck my balls mate boys, get a little chippy. 
have a little bit of, uh, you know, there's like, there's reports of them getting along, but I think like in any team pairing that can change within the blink of an eye. And especially with these two, like their history already kind of not necessarily liking each other in the public eye. I feel like that's more of like a powder keg that's ready to blow. That's like the, the minor one, the major one. I was writing this out and I got sad. If, if Gunther Steiner gets fired, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It feels dirty to say if Gunther Steiner gets fired from formula one, like Haas formula one, because like, you know, of just, I mean, fucking dreadful performances. Let's call it what it is. Like just very, very bad performance. Um, one, Drive to Survive is going to be in absolute shambles. because They might step in and be like, no, actually there's a, a clause that we can <laughs> refuse a firing of a, a principal and we're using it on Gunther. The Gunther clause. I like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if he got relieved of his duties, I would either I would either want him to run for public office in my county or state or country. He lives in the state. Yeah. Or I would want him to be my new dad. So one of those is probably easier than the other, but we can figure out both. Um, my uh, my best <laughs> for the Hot Formula One team. Uh, the suck my balls mate boys are steady in the midfield. Gene Haas is recuperating the financial losses brought about by Mick Schumacher. Uh, Americans in F1 are maybe overly represented with Logan Sargent doing so well and Haas doing so well. Um, they might need to like FIA not might need to make like a, a Mercedes dominance era change to be like, all right, guys, let's kind of reel it in. Let's kind of rein it in. Let's make this more, uh, you know, kind of more even because the Americans are fucking dominating. Um, but yeah, I gave uh, Haas is like a big like the, the stretch. The big stretch for them is P6. I think I think that's an appropriate like. All right, you're not gonna get it, but you sh- you can shoot for it, and you can tell the guys in the you know in the paddock that like, all right, we're we're going for six. This is what we want. Yeah, middle, middle of the pack yeah. is a great, great spot for them to land. Yeah, I cannot agree more there. Moving along to Aston Martin. I mean, this has changed. I did I did these good uh, best case, worst case scenarios like a month ago, <laughs> and I had to make some drastic changes specifically to Aston Martin. I mean, I think all, the bad, I'm going to just say Lance, just another year of him, maybe showing a couple flashes throughout the year, a couple good races, but majority not bringing in points that they need. And people are starting to say, hey, like he needs to get the boot. What do we do here? Lawrence is, you know, what what does Papa Bear do in that situation? Um, if it's, a, you know, another bad or they're losing money, they're not doing well, does he start considering selling the team? But I do with what we're seeing these last couple of weeks, I'm going to say they're bad as they finish top a P five. Um, yeah, I think I agree. Dude, I think a P five, if they finish worse than that, that is a travesty for what they have right now. And I'll go further to say that if they finish P five, it's going to be 100% Lance's fault. And then like Lawrence is going to have a big decision to make of like, all right, <laughs> dude, do I like money or do I like my son? And judging by like my family, what yeah. I know do I about one or the other. Yeah. What I know about Lawrence. I think I know the answer to that question. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, for the guy that all he talks about is running a good business, I think we know the answer where he's going to lean on, but I mean, we will see if that bad actually comes to fruition. My good, all the money, all the talk about running a good business and you know, looking at Formula One in these cars like a good business is uh, pays out. Stroll shows consistency. Alonzo shows old form and consideration. I mean, a little outside looking in, but like he's 
he's up there in the top five in drivers championship points, top six maybe. And um, I think their best case scenario, and this is a little bit of a stretch, but P2. Whoa. Whoa. This is, I mean, this is, I'm basing this on three weeks, yeah. basically. Dude, you I- know, and if I look at this three week span, I think that is not a crazy, crazy guess to make. Dude, that's probably what they're targeting. Like right now, I mean, like we said, yeah. Fernando just went fastest in, in FP2. Like, I know that doesn't mean like a whole lot, but like they have the car, it seems. Like they, it seems like they've got what they need. The Green Red Bull. Do you remember the Green Red Bull <laughs> that happened last year? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving up the Constructors' Championship with Alfa Romeo. So uh, let's start with the best for Alfa Romeo to kind of switch things up a little bit. I think um, the rebound from losing Fred Vasseur is going to go excellently in the best case scenario for uh, for Alfa Romeo. They're going to realize they never needed him in the first place. Uh, on top of that, if they could show that they don't need uh, Jesus Christ. Um, on top of that, if they could show that their kind of second-year driver, Guan Yu Zhou, can actually collect some points, like a big criticism by him was that he wasn't scoring points when his teammate was killing it early in the season. But if you look at his, if you look at Guan Yu Zhou's, we kind of covered this last time, but like seven out of 22 races, he either DNF'd or was in 11th place. So like that's not, you're already taking yourself out of like contention for for a lot of those, and, or, or at least close. So like uh, I think best case, Valtteri specifically back in the mix um, just as far as like, you know, actually I'm going to throw this out there. Say Valtteri does a really good job for Alfa Romeo this year. Lando Norris, there's already rumors circulating around him. What if old, what if old butt cheeks came to McLaren? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll wait until maybe I go to my McLaren and we can like have it. All right. You're already a <laughs> discussion. I can already tell you. A <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying as a like, um, non-biased person, I'm just I have my thoughts on something. All right. Next, for worst of Alfa Romeo, um, team realizes that neither driver is what they're looking for, and they have to rebuild. Valtteri's a little old. Guan Yu Zhou is potentially bad. <laughs> um, and, like, Kimi, dude, Kimi and and, uh, and Joe Minazzi were, like, their drivers from 19, 20, and 21. Um, and so, like, 22 was kind of their shake-it-up year. And mm-hmm. if they get off to a wrong start, then that's going to be, like, a huge just kick in the teeth of, like, all right, well, we tried to restart, and now we have to restart the restart. <laughs> Just, engine keeps popping out here, boys. <laughs> yeah, fuck. All right. So I was talking about Aston being um, a team that had to go back and make some major changes to my good bad. Another team that had to make some major, major changes over the past couple of weeks, McLaren. So uh, I think my good initially was a solid P4. Um, I think... My good now is going to be a solid P6. Fuck you. And I think that is, I think that is generous. I, was, I had P7 in there, and I was like, I'm going to be nice to Ian. Let's give them P6. I don't see, from what we've seen, them showing any, any relevancy or any chance of doing better than that. I don't know what your, like your thoughts on that. But um, P6, and then they're saying, hey, this was a terrible, terrible year. We all know that. But kind of like the Aston Martin, we have a plan. We're putting a ton of money into this. We have like, we expect and we know that we're going to be better moving on. But I think this is just going to be a year that they need to forget and move on. If they can just hang on by the skin of their teeth and make it to, on to 2024 without major, major travesty, I think that's their best case scenario this year. This, this, this year is going to be 
to McLaren, what twenty twenty, what twenty twenty one was to Ferrari, where it was just like a team that like has the notoriety, has the drivers, has the money, and it's just like, oh, they fucking suck, huh? Like that's just what they <laughs> what do. What the fuck happened? Yeah. All right, my bad. Dead fucking last. I could see them. You're a dick. Pretty easily coming dick. and dead last. I think also on top of that, they have to can Zach Brown because of them three years in a row of them going worse, worse, worse every single year. Lando rumors of him wanting out, which is obviously pretty. I mean, that is the face of their organization. He wants out. So like, it's not even just a driver switch up. It is a whole, whole team like breakdown, start back up from like a Phoenix hopefully rising from the ashes. Lando wants out. Piastri scores under 20 points all year. Fuck, dude. Under 20 points. That hurts. That and hurts I, I don't know what Danny... I don't know what Danny did. I mean, so, like, I'm going to say this, though. Like, this... Lando did come ninth, right? Ninth in, in FP2. Piastri was 15. But, you know, so... <laughs> that's, that's something, right? Technically, if this was the race, you guys got two points. Oh, good. So that's cool. That's, that's cool. cool. Uh, but yeah, dude, I I am just. I think most people pro- probably are just shocked at what is happening at McLaren. I mean, there was nothing for us to to believe that they were going to take this type of drop of performance from. I mean, obviously, still super early. A lot of things happen. Alpha Romeo looked like they were going to be like a contender, a top five contender, top four contender after the first few races last year and they dropped off. So maybe it's like something like that. Mercedes really picked up. They looked like shit at the beginning of last year and picked back up. So maybe that's just, there's a few things that they need to fix and they're kind of early, easy fixes, maybe like a couple months down the line. And we're talking them back to like what they typically been trying to fight for P4. Just I've, I'm biased on early biased of what we've seen recently. And um, it's not looking good. All right. Well, you're a dick. Okay. Worst case for Alpine, uh, with Fernando leaving and Otmar Schnapschnauer uh, leaving to go to, um, you know, to go to to go to Alpine, he might really regret that. Given that uh, Aston Martin seems like kind of the place to be right now, so given that they are, you know, Aston Martin, well-funded rocket ship to the top potentially, um, and also like the worst case scenario, kind of go back to the Haas thing. Like this is one of the bigger ticking time bombs, uh, of like all the grid in terms of driver chemistry. So like if they, if Gasly and Ocon start to fight early, I think that's kind of the worst possible, you know, thing that could happen. We saw a lot of bickering and kind of bitching back and forth was with Esteban and Fernando last year. Um, I think getting off on that wrong foot would be really bad. And then from a, uh, from the best case scenario perspective, um, I just need, like, best case scenario from a viewer's perspective, I need them to keep letting the boys race because Otmar was an OG letting Esteban and Fernando go at it. Like, just, you know, a lot of wheel-to-wheel battles just between those two. We need to see that more because this shows that, like, that, that, you know, if if two teammates can race and it's proven that two teammates can race, it's going to show other teams that teammates can race instead of just yeah. having the kind of Red Bull pussy shit where it's like, uh, let him buy, please. And it's like, kind of like take it on the chin. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, just like as long as I don't really care. I mean, I, mean, I put like a P8 worst case scenario, P5 best case scenario. I don't really care where they end up as long as they like let 
let the boys race. And talking about Fernando and Esteban bickering, what driver teammate has Esteban not bickered with? I, I mean, him and Perez hated each other. I think maybe there wasn't that much with Danny because how the fuck can you fight and argue with Danny? But yeah, I think the guy is just a hothead, always is kind of looking out for himself. So just not like a, I, I think this is bound to happen probably. And uh, apparently there were rumors when they were growing up, they were not friends. So, I mean, I can see this kind of sparking back some, some history uh, of problems here. They share an ex-girlfriend, dude. They're Eskimo brothers. Oh, never mind. Everything's fixed. <laughs> Can't fight an Eskimo brother. You know the rules. <laughs> All right, moving on to Mercedes here. I think the bad here is they didn't fix the pur- porpoising. I know it got a little bit better at the end of the year, but I think they had to you know, take a little bit of performance to stop that. Um, and I think that we just start seeing still problems with uh, the design of this car and just not able to, uh, to fully fix that. I, I could see them easily finishing fourth in the constructors. Uh, I think, you know, obviously Aston Martin is, it seems like to be actually this year a force to be reckoned with. And I don't see them dropping any more than that. I think that is the bare worst that they can do. And, you know, Lewis is still finishing, you know, sixth in the drivers. And they're like, hey, you know, maybe it's time for who no one would ever get ever guessed this but the 10 but the team is wanting to move on from lewis not lewis wanting to retire move on from the team i could kind of see these these conversations happening if lewis is still struggling with this car best case scenario i I don't see a best case scenario where they win either championship i think like the best best case scenario is their p2 and that's it like in in either championship i think that's a huge win for them if they come in p2 and either the drivers or the constructors. I just don't see how they can win either one of those with the teams that they're fighting with. Yeah, and free practice too has already happened, so you might have seen this already. But uh hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it looks like uh, old Georgie's kind of bumping again. So uh, Yeah, dude, this, is, this is not good. <laughs> he was like, They had a whole year to fix this. He dude. said it in the most polite way today during free practice. He was like, uh, can you please check the car? It feels a little bit bumpy. And then you saw the onboard and the dude is just on a trampoline for like, uh, it's like not a lot, not as long as it was, but he is going on a high speed trampoline. So yeah, good luck to them. Hopefully not. It's dude, I will say it. Mercedes, like F1 is more entertaining when Mercedes is having a shit show problem. So I'm all I'm all in for for that porpoising to come back. Um, all right, moving on to P two. All right, moving on to Ferrari. Uh, worst case scenario for them, maybe the. <laughs> this is me trying to get back at you for uh, <laughs> come on this with McLaren, and it's not going to be as good. Um, You're projecting. Uh, yeah, maybe like the best case scenario, like best worst case scenario. Um, is uh, continuing like the strategy blunders that like kept rearing mm-hmm. their head last year. So with all the that shit hurt. show that we saw um, like in on the strategy team at Ferrari, if Ferrari shows that it's not just like the head of the snake that you need to cut off. Like it's, it's not just Mattia Bonotto you got to fire. It's like a lot of other the like a lot of these other people. Um, I think that would be kind of like oh shit. It's not just uh you know it's not just uh like kind of like front of the pack thing. It's like a whole the whole pack basically is fun. Yeah, and th- that does worry me a lot because Mattia did bring them back to where they are now. Like he had did a fantastic job at bringing Ferrari back to relevancy, and then they let go of him and only be like shit. He might have not been the problem, which would have been Uh-oh. a blunder. Fred just 
doesn't change anything. And it's like, shit. Okay. We picked the wrong thing to fire. Yeah. Um, and then best case scenario, I think like, uh, so like worst case scenario, I put them at like P3. I, I don't think they're going to finish lower than P3. Um, yeah. maybe P, I guess maybe P4 with this whole Aston Martin thing, but who knows? Um, and then best case scenario, dude, like I, I think they're still capable of P1. Like Fred Vasseur, like at the at the helm, still hasn't really like given us any reason to doubt him so far. So like Carlos getting his confidence back, winning a few, like winning a race or two early on. Charles and Carlos like working together. Fred Vasseur was asked like, "How are you going to compete with Red Bull if you don't have a number one driver?" And Red Bull has a number one driver. And his response was like, "Well, I have two good ones. So like, if they're both up there, and he's right, he's going to hold on to that Ferrari boss position for a long time because I feel like." You know, it's a it's a different different kind of philosophy, I guess, of a lot of the uh, like instructors championship winners, um, or definitely the the drivers world championship winners. So, yeah, I'll give them a P one best case scenario, um, but I feel like that's I, I just feel like that's still like pretty pretty big stretch, but we'll see. P one and and one of the respective, obviously, it, it would be have to be probably um, constructors, um, but I think I think that's a possible. Uh, and I'll explain talking about Red Bull here. Worst case, P2, I think. Yeah. Like, I think if they finish P3, heads are going to be chopped off. And I don't know if it's going to be like, oh, it's because we lost wind tunnel and you guys, you know, everyone were at, was out to get us and blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, I think it's P2 and solely because Perez just could not show consistency. Like he... Obviously, there was a ton of rumors about like, you know, is he the guy? Is he our second driver before Monaco last year? He went to Monaco. They extend him. They're like, we don't, you know, want this over his head for the rest of the year. And they just find out, hey, like this, this is just not working out. He's a, he's above average. He's a good driver, but we need a great driver. And then they start have to look for others. They know AlphaTauri, their, their feeder program. They don't have anyone to bring up. And so they're just trying to play the field of who can we get to Red Bull uh, from some of these other teams. The best case, same thing as last year, double double championship again, uh, and they might break some records again. Max breaks his own record from last year for most Grand Prix wins, and they just it's <laughs> a landslide again, and, and they just move on again. Just feeding this. This is going to be like a Mercedes round two for uh, you know what's going to stop them from moving on and winning seven in a row. Yeah, pass, pass on this season. If I don't like that. I don't like the, yeah, yeah, I don't like the best case scenario. Ow. <laughs> uh, all right, good stuff. Best and worst of the, uh, I guess, predictions of our best and worst of the uh, of team this year. Let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about Bahrain. The duel in the desert is what people have called this because it's uh, located in the Middle East where all that oil money is. 15 turns around this Middle Eastern beauty with three DRS zones. We've seen different variations of this circuit in years past, uh, specifically like the COVID year where they had kind of a, uh, like it, it was a, uh, I guess it was a shorter circuit, like fewer turns. But uh, like some, you know, for the most part, long straights, at the end of those long straights, hard, acute turns, turn one, eight, and ten are going to be the ones that you kind of got to look out for in terms of like really good braking. Um, limiting the downforce, all teams are going to be losing probably like one of the fewer uh, or like one of the lower downforce packages that they have just because those four long stretches where drivers are going to try to make up uh, like, you know, make up positions on that 
uh, based off of their top speed is going to be important here. Should be a good amount of overtaking. Like I said, three DRS zones, four kind of long stretches where drivers could potentially overtake, um, especially with last year's regulation changes where cars can race closer this year. Like it's going to, uh, it certainly showed up last year at the beginning of the season. So this year should be no different. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Red Bull had a, had a double DNF last time, last, uh, last year. So expect them to kind of change that this, this go around with, um, hopefully some better engine reliability, but, uh, overall, man, like I, this is, I think this, this and Australia are kind of like where, where races get kicked off sometimes, like most of the time. And mm. I mean, this is a great track to get kicked off. I think there's going to be a lot of action, a lot of overtaking, and it is like for, you know, for being in the Middle East, like it is a pretty, pretty uh, beautiful, like surrounding of the circuit as well. So, um, yeah, man, Bahrain, we're coming up on you. And uh, speaking of which, should we do our new sector of country fun facts, Marco? I would love that. deal so this is going to be a new sector we're just going to we're just going to give you a little bit of uh i guess water cooler talk um so if you you know you're racing f1 they're like oh where are they racing bahrain where's that what's that like tell me a little bit about bahrain you can hit them with some of these facts um marco i'm gonna let you go first because i feel like uh i feel like uh it's right so you go ahead okay um i i threw in a couple because i didn't know i think there might be a couple a little bit of overlap here but um Mine is going to be has the world's largest underwater theme park. Fuck yeah! Uh, what does yeah, that even so mean? You can take what a, does that mean? Dude, I saw a couple of pictures and it looked like there was a couple of planes just underwater. You can go scuba diving like through a lot of these sunken things. Okay, so it's pretty cool. Um, and then from 1986 to two, 20, from 1986 to 2018, women couldn't drive over the King Fahd Causeway from Bahrain to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and then ended it in 2018, or I guess 2019, so they can officially do that. So, uh, big changes. <laughs> 2019 uh, I, I would, would make a <laughs> Over the causeway. Just oh, going over to Saudi Arabia, oh, good, obviously. Good. It's just oh. this one road. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, the um, the women's Formula 1 could, couldn't use that causeway as part of the race. I'll just say that right now. The It'd be a real problem. W Series yeah. is not racing in Bahrain. <laughs> and then uh, my third favorite is uh, taking photos of local residents without consent will take you to jail. Can't do that. Uh, I feel all right. Hot take. I feel like that should be kind of the case for here as well in America. Yeah, I would say that too. And but I was thinking, like, if you go, maybe it's like once you enter the stadium or whatever, this is like you acknowledging that they can take photos or whatever of us. But I was saying, like, if I go to F one and they pano shot and i'm in there i'm like what the fuck what are you doing <laughs> go to then, jail. is it the camera guy is it who who decides who's the guy at cause going to jail for that but yeah, i'm guessing it's just like more tourists coming into town and like checking out the city and doing that but uh, i was just yeah i was curious i didn't dive into the legal ramifications or the actual laws behind how you get to jail, sent to jail for taking pictures yeah we'll save the uh the jailings and the very improper punishments for when singapore comes around but my three Bahrain exactly. facts are it's the third smallest third smallest asian country behind singapore and the maldives where beyonce vacations um so that was kind of cool little tiny little country with a fuck ton of money because it sits on a big oil what is it deposit reserve reserve that's, sure that's a good one I'll, I'll use reserve for being as small as it as it is though dude 33 natural islands and an additional 51 artificial islands so oh 
They had nice. Dude, they had that many islands, and they were like, let's almost double that. More. But we'll make yeah. them. We'll make them instead of having them, you know, just like form by themselves. So yeah, fifty-one artificial islands seems a little bit overkill, uh, but for all those islands, one and a half million people live in Bahrain which is about the population of Hawaii, a little less. Um, so I don't, like, I know it's oil. I know the answer is oil, but I don't understand how, like, this country has enough money to, to, to support a Grand Prix. Like, like to pay F1 the cost of having everybody, like, go to Bahrain, of all places. Like, But I guess oil talks, so. Oil talks a lot, yeah. I had two more that I want to throw in there, just back at once. Uh, lowest supply of fresh water in the world. So they have zero rivers, lakes, or streams. Less than 3% of the total land area is suitable for agriculture. 92% of the land is desert. And then uh, they have the tree of life resides there. So it's a 400-year-old tree standing all alone by itself in the middle of the desert with zero water source. And no one really understands how it stay, stays alive. So it just feeds off of there oil. you go folks like that's how it grows I guess, dude yeah right sick fuck <laughs> <laughs> all right that does it for our country fun facts we are headed along to our gambling paddock to make you guys some money so a little bit of background we started with a hundred dollars last year we're gonna ump that andy for us because we started about halfway through some people, not me, were struggling at the end of the year uh, to zero. maintain that zero fund. I ended up with zero dollars. And zero dollars, yes. And so we're going to start with the 2023 year with $500 units. We're going to bump it up to 20 bucks, I guess. Why not, right? Sure. Okay, awesome. Ian, you want to start us off with uh, with some winners? I would love to. Um, so my first one, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go kind of chalk here and take Max Verstappen win. That's at minus 150 right now. Um, so give me a one unit on that. And then, uh, the other one that I was looking at, I don't like this bet cause it's kind of, it's, I don't know. It, it just makes me nervous the whole time, but I guess like, uh, over 17 and a half cars to finish, uh, to finish the race is at plus plus one thirty. So that seems like some good value there. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I think it's like early in the season, people aren't going to be, uh, like drivers aren't going to be too, too frisky and too, uh, you know, aggressive in that. So give me 18 or more uh, cars finishing the race, and uh, and that's at plus 130. Yeah, I would say, like, to combat that devil's advocate, it's just, like, brand-new cars. People are still trying to figure those out. Could have some troubles with that on the first race of the year. But that's probably not going to happen. You're going to make that money. Mine <laughs> is going to be – mine is going to be – this first one's fine. Um, like, Mercedes, both in the top 10 – Minus 200, so 20 to make 10. This one, this next one, I love. And I put uh, two units on this one Ooh. in real life. Aston Martin, both in the top 10, minus 120. You dog, dude. That's a great bet. Holy shit. That's yeah, a good bet. dude. Right? And I looked when we were trying to find out uh, some updated odds this morning. I cannot find it on DraftKings or FanDuel anymore. <laughs> so I don't know if this is like they saw FP2 and they're like, fuck, dude, this is not good. And they took it off, but... I got that in yesterday. Very excited. So I think it was like 40 to win 72. Take something it like down. That. Or, yeah, yeah. Take yeah. it so down. Really They're stealing yeah. from us. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I guess it was. it's total 72. So 36 or something, 32. Yeah, I don't do math. What are you well, whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, hit that if it's still available because I think that is going to be a pretty nice bet. Love that. 
All right, and for our last sector here before we send you off into the race weekend, let's go back to all reliable. Uh, let's talk about our race predictions here. Um, I'm just going to go rapid fire through mine, and then you go rapid fire through yours if that works. Uh, so crash DNF. Um, I'm going to give DeVries... I'm gonna give DeVries for this one. I feel like he's uh, just the, you know, he he's obviously raced in a Formula One race before, but I think just like being a real like driver, uh, or like you know like signed driver and like st- I guess starting driver is that is that a term? Probably not. Um, I feel like it might be too big for him, and I feel like Alpha Tower just kind of sucked at the beginning of the season last year, so why not this year too? Um, my winner is gonna be I'm gonna take Checo Perez as a uh, as a winner. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, he has not Life been fast. fast. I wrote this wild. down before free practice, and he has not been fast. Uh, That's nice. And then last place uh, pains me, but give me Logan Sargent. This is an, an emotional hedge, basically, just in case he comes in last place. I at least get a point off of this. Wild card prediction. I'm going to say, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll leave this up to you. I want to I wanna make sure we're setting the tone as far as, like, fairness and stuff. Uh, my wild card prediction was going to be McLaren double points. Sure. Yeah, I like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hurts my feelings a little bit how fast you said that <laughs> my fastest lap gonna be Checo my pole Checo uh, how many cars don't finish I'm gonna say two because I need I need my bet so give me two that's me uh, that's my race predictions okay I like that um, I'm gonna go with Crash DNF uh, I just kind of toss up between either Haas I'm gonna go with K-Mag he was not doing too hot towards the end of the last year and um, not making it through the entire race for a few of those. So K-Mag starting with Crutcher ENF. Winner, Max. Just going to hammer that. Uh, just seems going to help your bet on the gambling paddock. Last place, sorry, uh, Oscar. I think uh, Piastri uh, comes in last place here. You're a dick. Uh, dude, just I'm not right good with this. He won last year, so it's probably good. Uh, driver of the day, I'm going to go with Fernando Alonso. It seems like that that would be a, a pretty wise bet there. Well, I don't think I Douche said, of the day. Sorry, I don't think I said my driver of the day, but my driver of the day okay. was Alonzo. So since you said that, put me down for Max. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Douche of the day, I'm going to go with his teammate, Lance Stroll. Wildcard pre- prediction, I got two, just in case you're against it. Lewis ends the winless streak. He wins in Bahrain. I, lo- I love that as a wildcard prediction. Okay. Okay, my backup was going to be Sergeant in the points. Okay. So I think that one's out, so I'm going to go with the loose <laughs> one. Both not going to happen. I can promise you that. Uh, my fastest lap is going to be George, Pole, Charles. How many cars don't finish? I'm going to follow what they did last year with three. Fuck, dude. You're going to do three? You're going to mush me like that? I had 17 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it's either three or one or zero. <laughs> I I'm not going to risk that one. Well, fuck yeah, dude. It's a race weekend for the first time in several months. It's been far too long. I'm far too excited for this. Um, I, I mean, let's let's get racing, son. Let's get, yeah. let's get it. And just something to look like, I, think, I don't think we've really seen this much change from year over year. Just a little recap of the new drivers coming into the season. Fernando Alonso, Aston Martin, Pierre Gasly, Alpine, DeVries, AlphaTauri, ha- uh, Hulk, Haas, Ugenberg, uh, Piastri to McLaren, Logan Sargent to Williams. So that's a 30% of the grid that is new drivers on new teams. Fuck yeah. Very exciting. It's just a huge shakeup here. So, And I was looking at F1, all the drivers, and like they have their little flag. Logan Sargent didn't have the USA flag on there. There was just nothing there. So I was kind of pissed off at that. All right. Well, Fix it, Formula One. He yeah. is dead to me. So... They're trying to, no, I think Formula 1 trying to suppress the Americans. <laughs> Tinfoil hat. 
I'm so excited, man. It's good to be back with you. This is one of my <clears throat> this is one of my favorite things to do, uh, podcast with you and watch Formula One. So let's get into it. Any thoughts before we go, Marco? I already, I already gave them about the new drivers <laughs> change up. So that's all I got. All right, that'll be the last time this season. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink, wink. Fucker. Exactly. All right, see you assholes. See you assholes.